Hello and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Penguins podcast. As usual, I am your host, Hunter Hodes. And of course, uh, follow the show on, on Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. And today's going to be an interesting episode. Um, one of the segments, we're going to preview uh, the Penguins game tonight against the Anaheim Ducks, or as I, I've called them many times before on Twitter, the Quacky Quacks. Uh, yeah, I call the Ducks the Quacky Quacks because they quack. Yeah, sue me. Uh, that was kind of a little corny thing to say, but you know what? Who, who cares? Uh, also talk about some of the injuries still, the injury bug of the Penguins. Uh, you know, I could still write a novel about their their injuries that they've gone through the past decade. You could literally probably fill about 200, a 200-page book about it. Uh, that's how bad it's been. And maybe for the last segment, segment I may just uh, you know, maybe just go around the Metropolitan Division through the first maybe week of the season. You know, see, just catch up on how everyone's doing, see how the Penguins are stacking up. Uh, there's a couple undefeated teams in the division. Um, Carolina, Philadelphia is off to a good start. Um, of course, uh, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Spotify. Um, like I said, it's on Apple. Um, I appreciate the reviews coming in. I've seen uh, some four-star reviews, some five-star reviews, so keep those coming. Um, I'm sorry I did not have an episode yesterday. Um, I was uh, the, the, My baseball team, the Washington Nationals, clinched their first ever uh, playoff series win. They are going to the pennant to play the St. Louis Cardinals, so that's awesome. Um, I, um, so my apologies with that. Um, and I figured I would just do a preview of the game today and talk about the injuries. So um, let's get right into it here. Uh, so the Penguins, um, they are down quite a bit of players going into this game. Uh, I guess the good news starting out with is that uh, Patrick Hornquist is a game-time decision, which usually means about 90% of the time that the player that is a game-time decision under Mike Sullivan will play. There's been a select few times where it um, it really doesn't happen, I should I should say. Um I, I'm trying to remember, like, off the top of my head. Like, I, I'd have to, like, really do in-depth research. But there's not really many times where a player that has been a game-time decision under Mike Sullivan has not played. And Hornquist, I believe, was yeah, He was at the skate this morning. He skated. Uh, looked uh, Apparently, uh, some of the reporters said looked to be fine. So he should be good to go tonight. At least he's not going to stay hurt. But um, Alex Galchenyuk uh, went on the uh, injured reserve yesterday. Apparently, Mike Sullivan said he's been dealing with that nagging injury that uh, was ailing him throughout the preseason. And, yeah, it's not good that his first few games he's going to be missing. games for 24 days so yeah not a good start to his uh, tenure as a penguin because uh, of course I think we all love Phil Kessel but still unfortunately I think that frees up cap Um, I think they just did it for cap purposes the penguins recalled Adam I really don't think they're going to go 11 forward, 7 defensemen again. I think that would be foolish if they... Episode. I know Mike Sullivan hates doing that. Um, I hate when it's... When it's my opinion, it's just so much better for any team, not just the Penguins. If it's 12 forward... I mean, what more can you say about that? Uh, hopefully Matt Murray has a big bounce back game. I'll, of course, I'll get So, yeah, Bukestad, he's still hurt. Status quo on him. Brian Rust, still hurt. Status quo. 
An injury scare, good thing. He was on the ice. He's cleared to play, it looks like. Uh, like I said, Hornquist. almost just write a book about the Penguins injuries from 2009 to 2019, this decade of Penguins hockey, even though they have these three Stanley Cups, there's just been so many like, shoulder injuries, torn ACLs, I mean, obviously the concussions with Sidney Crosby, I mean, a, a lot of those are just like, you know, bad luck, and that's just not being injury prone, a lot of those are bad luck, but like I said, knee injuries, uh, Malkin injury with his elbow, um... Uh, I mean, these weren't really weren't injuries, but poor Olimato when he was here, he had that. Um, I think he had the uh, the cancer, like some sort of diagnosis. That was a that was a, about four or five years ago, I believe. Um, Mata, he dealt with so many injuries. Latang has been hurt. Um, I don't think like there's just been so many players on this team that have been hurt almost uh, over the years that they they played so shorthanded uh, um, during each season that it's almost a miracle that they uh, make the playoffs. Some I mean that they still go on these big runs. But um, speaking about all these injuries, uh, Josh Yoey, uh, like I've said, great writer, uh, great great friend, uh, probably one of the best beat reporters in Pittsburgh for the Penguins. Wrote a great article yesterday about Sidney Crosby, how he's ready to carry the team on his back. Uh, he wasn't happy with his performance. And the the line that stuck out to me at the end of that was, whatever it takes, what Sidney Crosby said. And, you know, when I think about that, of course, you know, you hear but think about the uh, guys haven't uh, seen uh, Avengers Endgame. I feel sorry for you because that is one of the best movies probably ever made. And that was basically the whole theme about that movie. So when I heard that, I thought immediately thought about the Avengers, and I thought about, uh, yeah, I just I thought about that, and hopefully, uh, uh, Cindy can lead the team. He can put the team on his back. They really only have almost one NHL caliber line right now, with Simone Gensel and uh, Cros with Crosby. Um, I know there's Jared McCann down there with Hornquist when healthy, but. Um, they're just they're, they're down at least like four of their top nine players, and uh, that, that's that's not good, uh, not good in the slightest. Especially you know coming in three games into the freaking season. I mean th three games like that that that's the thing with it, and it just uh, like it's like it's like every year you know that they came in. You should you should have seen that they looked at their lines. Oh my god, this is the deepest group of Penguins boards we've probably seen in three years. And now three games in, and that depth is just decimated. Uh, you know they've had three call ups already. There could be more coming up along the way. Um, so I mean, yeah, it's just oh. I, I don't I really don't know what else to say like you can't laugh about it like you, you can't like like I, I try not to laugh I just I, I, sh I shake my head because it's just it's like every year they get all these injuries he's in a lot of these I feel like are bad luck I mean most of them are I mean you're, you're I'm not gonna blame the equipment staff uh or, or like the the, the the team, the conditioning team or anything like that. Uh, I think that's the one good thing is with some of these injuries, they're not letting them go back into the game a lot when they're hurt. A lot of the times when the Penguins are like so decimated with injuries, it's because like some of the Penguins like medical staff, they'll let them go back in and then it just aggravates the injury even more. And then they're out and then Sullivan will just say, oh yeah, they're day to day. And then he's they're day to day for like four weeks. I mean, we saw that with Chris Letang it was a couple years ago when he was finally out for the season. They said he was day-to-day. -day. Then he, like, didn't practice for, like, three weeks. Then he started practicing again. And then he still called him day-to-day. -day. And then, like, two days later, Crystal Tang was out for the season with a, a herniated disc. So it, it's, it just it doesn't make any sense sometimes. I'm glad, hopefully, that they're starting to 
get away from that. But yeah, still not a good start to the season with the Penguins injuries. Hopefully the top line and Sidney Crosby can keep them afloat. And Matt Murray can as well. So, have you guys ever heard of Vivid Seats for Boards? It's at Vivid Seats. It's an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that can last a lifetime. Vivid Seats can help fans find their seats to any of their favorite live events, including sports, concerts, theater, and more, all through the Vivid Seats app. You just have to download it onto your phone, whatever it's an iPhone, an Android, whatever. They offer great prices and in an easy purchasing experience, as well as an in-app loyalty program, Vivid Seats Rewards. With reward statuses ranging from MVP to Hall of Famer, customers can earn from 10% up to 16% credit on all their purchases through the app for the month of August. All the Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed by a 100% guarantee. Just download the app and get going. All right, so the Penguins, as I said, they will play their fourth home game in a row to start the season. I still, every time I say that, like it just it feels so weird because like they never have four games in a row to open the season. It's just it's kind of it's kind of funny. But um, they will play host to the undefeated Anaheim Ducks this evening, three and zero. John Gibson will be getting the start, um, and uh, yeah, he's he's been very sharp to uh, start the season. Uh, each of uh, they've allowed only one goal in each of the three wins. John Gibson has a 970 save percentage to start the year. He saved 98 of 101 shots. Um, yeah, he's one of the best goaltenders in hockey. Um, he's easily in the top five, I would say, in my opinion. Uh, you could probably make the case that he's top three. Uh, some people even say he's the number one goaltender in hockey. Um, I'm not there quite there yet. I think he's definitely top three to the top five. He's probably going to win a Vezina by the time his career is up, maybe multiple. Um, I felt bad a lot that he's been on these Ducks teams, especially on those Randy Carlisle teams. Oh my God. Uh, they were just so porous defensively. Uh, it just... They, 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 those Randy Carlisle teams, I almost, I felt so bad for Ryan Getzloff and Corey Perry and all them there because they would get caved in every night. Their possession was always below 50%. They would get scored on throughout. It was every game. And it wasn't because of John Gibson. It was because they were just so bad defensively. And they played such a boring style of hockey. It was just... It was, it was ugh. Like, that's what it was. Um, obviously, last season, they fired Randy Carlisle. Um, the general manager uh, took over. I think it was uh, yeah, Bill, uh, Murray um, took over. Then they hired Dallas Eakins to be the head coach there. And it's pretty reward so far, 3-0. Um, Gibson's looking great. Um, and, yeah, obviously, there's no Corey Perry in um, Anaheim anymore, so Penguins fans cannot harp on Corey Perry uh, for being sometimes of a fool of himself. Um, they still, of course, have Ryan Getzloff. Um, he's, he's awesome. He's still in, he's in his thirties, but he's still one of the most, I feel like one of the more underappreciated players in hockey. Uh, Troy Terry is on the top line. I remember you guys remember him. He played in the U S on the U S Olympic team that past year. Yeah. Cause of course, when the initial players did not go, I believe Troy Terry did play on the U S men's Olympic team, played actually pretty well. And I think the ducks, uh, signed him or he was in the AHL. Um, Ricard Raquel, um, awesome player. I, I don't think he gets enough recognition for how underrated he is. Um, he had a hell of a season last year for the Ducks. Um, 
was trying to um, pull up his no, uh, well last season well he had 18 goals 43 points so not the best but the year before I, I mixed up the years 34 goals 69 points nice by the way uh, and then the year before 33 goals 51 points so he's been a 30 goal scorer two of the last three seasons uh, last year obviously was a little bit of down year he missed 11 games but and obviously playing with Randy Carlisle's uh, system does not help um, he has a goal to start the season in, uh, in one of the three games he's always very 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 dangerous um Jakob Silverberg is still there. It feels like he's it feels like he's been there forever ever since coming over from um uh yeah, Ottawa he played yeah basically one game in Ottawa and he's been in uh, Anaheim ever since. Had 24 goals last year, 43 points, uh, one of his better seasons as a duck. Um and he's been a 20 goal scorer uh three of the past four seasons. Uh he already has a goal this season with an assist. Um he plays on a he plays on a top 6 role. Um, great player. Um, they also have Andre Casa, uh, Casse. Um, of course, I mispronounced that last name. Um, it looked like for a while that they were going to include him to try to get Justin Falk, which would have been uh, not not good. Uh, <laughs> I would that would have been bad because Casse is he's he's also one of those players that's very underrated. I feel like the Ducks are like a sneaky team this uh, season. They're gonna they're gonna really be, come up on people. They're just a sneaky team. Um, you really don't know, you really didn't know what you were getting from the Ducks this season. I don't think really anyone knew what, um, was going to happen with the Anaheim Ducks this season. Um, especially, you know, coming off that really disappointing season, missing the playoffs, uh, for the first time in quite a while. They were, they were making the playoffs many years with Getzloff and Perry. They've come really close to making the Stanley Cup final, um, over the past few years. Um, I remember they went, uh, of course they lost to Chicago in that, um, I believe that was at Game Seven. Uh, yeah, and they got, and then they had West Western Conference Final against the Doc, uh, the, the Docs, of course. Stupid me. Against the Predators, lost that in six games after being tied two games apiece. Uh, had that really good comeback against the Oilers. Uh, they were down 2-0 and I think ripped off four straight before. Uh, yeah, but um, yeah, the Ducks. They've just they're trying to get Getzlop another cup. Wow, they're trying to rebuild on the fly. Um, they also have Adam Henrique. They got him from New Jersey. Uh, not a bad bottom six center. And then Nick Ritchie, Derek Grant, former Penguin, and Carter Rowney is still there. They, for some reason, signed him to a multi-year contract when Carter Rowney doesn't really do anything. So uh, kind of weird. Um, defensively, Hampus Lindholm, he's always been one of the more underappreciated defensemen in the league. I think he's um, I think he's better than Cam Fowler. Uh, don't tell anyone. Um, some people like to think Cam Fowler is better than uh, Lindholm. I completely disagree. I think Lindholm is a better skater. Um, he puts up better numbers, I think, than him. Uh, he's, I think he's better in his own zone. Cam Fowler is going to fall. He, he signed that massive uh, contract. I mean, it was an eight-year deal just a couple years ago. I don't think it's going to work out in the end for the Ducks. He's kind of getting a little slower. Uh, Josh Manson's still there. Awesome. Uh, he's still... Well, he's not bad. Uh, he's not too bad. Uh, they also are icing Michael Delzato. I completely forgot that he was still in the league up until, like, this year. I I. I forgot that the Ducks signed him which is like so weird like I, I thought he was like been buried in the AHL all these this past time and then they have Jacob Larson Brandon Gooley um I think Gooley is a is he a rookie this season because I don't recall him being on that uh now he's been in the league for a couple uh He's been in the league sparingly the last couple of years. Uh, his most games in the season was 18 um, games played with the Sabres in 2018, five assists. Uh, he's kind of really, he got traded. Uh, last year he only played in uh, six 
games played, but this year he's played in all three, has an assist. So it looks like he's ready for a full-time gig on the NHL lever. He's playing minutes with Cam Fowler on the left side. Um, Arsenal Del Zotto, then, of course, Gibson in net with Ryan Miller. Um, the Penguins are definitely going to want to clean up this. There are defensive miscues uh, tonight. Um, really no excuse for um, just giving up all those chances against the, uh, the, the Winnipeg Jets, especially with that defense that they were icing. That was kind of it's pretty pathetic. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Um, they're going to have they're going to have to play better because the the Ducks off to a really good start, and they're going to have the Penguins are also going to have to capitalize on their chances. Uh, John Gibson, I know he has not had a good record. In Pittsburgh, uh, four and four against the Pens, um, according to Wes Crosby, um, great writer for NHL.com. He's four and four against the Pens, three point eight zero goals against average, and an eight eighty six save percentage. But I do believe last game he played last year, the Peng- uh, he only gave up I think one goal, or he shut them out. It was it's one of the two. The Penguins that was what the game against the Ducks at home. Before obviously they put up I think a, like a five or like a seven. I think they put up a seven spot on Gibson and Anaheim. That's the Penguins. I think they came back from three goals down on the California road trip. Um, yeah, I believe Gibson uh, only allowed. I think it was a shutout or one goal allowed. I'll have to double check, but it's one of those two. I, I know for sure the Penguins played did not play good against the Ducks last year. Um, it was honestly one of their sleeper games, if I uh, recall correctly. But, yeah, the Penguins will look to get back in the win column tonight, get back to 500 before a big weekend uh, back-to-back. They go to, um, is it Winnipeg and Minnesota, I, I'm afraid. Yeah, I know one of them is Winnipeg because I've talked about it on the podcast. They play each other twice in like a week. Yep, it is the Wild on Saturday at 8 p.m. and then Sunday in Winnipeg at 7 p.m. So the Penguins will have their first back-to-back to start the season after this game. And uh, like I said, yeah, this this was this is a big uh, this is a big game for the Penguins. Uh, the gauntlet is coming up. They have a lot of they have a hard schedule coming up. I know that with all the injuries, so we will see what happens uh, with tonight's game. We'll have an episode tomorrow coming about the recap of it and whatnot. Um, all right. So I wanted to take this a little bit of time to talk about like what's going on in the Metropolitan Division so far. The Penguins currently sit at. Uh, um, sit in fifth, uh, tied with the Islanders and the Blue Jackets. Same record, one and two. The Devils are in last at 0 and 2 and 1. They are winless. Um, uh, some of the teams that have had a really good start, the, um, the Hurricanes, 4 and 0 to start the season, a lot of their games in overtime. Uh, they're, they're red hot, as to be expected. Um, I expected them to finish in the top three, uh, before the season started. Uh, Carolina is, Carolina's awesome. Um, they they play such a fun style of hockey. They're fast. They're tenacious. Their defensemen are so mobile with the puck. That blue line is like a dream blue line of mine. All six defensemen can move the puck. They're good in their own zone. They provide offense. They pinch at the right time. Ron Brindam- Rod Brindamore has done a hell of a job with that defense score and with that team, frankly. Their forward group is also so good. Ajo's a superstar in the making. Uh, Jordan Stahl, um, I still miss you. Uh, uh, he's he's awesome. I always have a special place, I think, in my heart for him, as should all Penguins fans, considering just how dominant he was in the 2009 uh, playoff run for Pittsburgh. Um, and, 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 I mean, yeah, like they're just they're, – they're good. Uh, obviously, the Capitals right behind them, they're 2-0. Actually, no, they're not 2-0. They're 2-0-2. and I don't know why I said that. Um, they've had a couple overtime losses, Carolina being one of them. Not surprised to see them at the top of the division. And then the Rangers and the Flyers. Uh, they're also off to really good uh, really good starts. Um, 
Don't know if any of you guys saw that uh, Carter Hart save last night. I think it was a five on three. I was watching the game at the bar with a few friends. I, they had it on while I was watching the Nationals game. And Carter Hart made this ridiculous save. It was all over Twitter. Um, just robbed, absolutely robbed uh, Taylor Hall. Like, that was one of the best saves. Uh, that's probably going to be one of the saves of the season. And uh, if Carter Hart's going to play like that all season, uh, the Flyers could be uh, could potentially go somewhere. But, you know, we'll see. It's young. He's still 20, still 21. It's hard to believe that kid is the same age as me. Uh it's that's pretty. It's pretty hard to believe. Uh, he's he's pretty freaking good. And then the Rangers also off to a good start, two and zero. Um, I think they had they had they had had like a five day break since in between games. I don't know if this was their bye week or something, but it's kind of weird. But um, they beat. Uh, I believe they beat Winnipeg in one of their games. And then I'm trying to think of the other team that they beat. Uh, I can just look it up right now. I mean. Why not? Uh, they beat the Senators 4-1. Yeah, so yeah, I think this was their bye week because they play the Oilers at home. Yeah, they, they have a whole week off, so that's kind of weird that they came um, this early in the season. So, um, yeah, it doesn't really make any uh, sense to me, but uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it's just going to – it's it's early. I just felt like I wanted to do a little uh, – just look around the, uh, the division and see what's going on. Um, in the Atlantic Division, uh, the Sabres are off to a hell of a start, 3-0 and 1. Um, that team may surprise some people this year, but remember last year, folks, they had that big 10-game winning streak and then fell off the face of the earth. I know different head coach this year, Ralph Kruger, I think is a big upgrade over Phil Housley. Um, Bruins off to a good start, 3-0. Maple Leafs 2-1-1. and The Red Wings have won two of their first three games. That's good for them. Uh, the Lightning, 1-1-1. Uh, one and, one and, one. and then the Panthers and the Senators are at the bottom of the standings. There, um, the Devils, like I said, still searching for their um, first win as well. And yeah, I think that might uh, wrap up this edition of the Locked On Penguins podcast. Um, I hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did. I always like previewing these games. I'll have, like I said, I'll have another episode coming out tomorrow on Friday. It's one of my most free days of the week, actually. Woohoo! Before I go out to watch the Nationals play the Cardinals, Game One, I will be going out for that. Um, I'll recap the game and then I'll preview the game. Oh, I may preview the game against, um, Minnesota, but I also may do that on Saturday, um, before I go to the VT game or if I watch the Nationals game, they're they're on at the same time. So I still have no idea, uh, what I'm doing for that. So, um, we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Uh, follow, uh, me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes, subscribe to the show on Apple and follow the show Twitter on Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. All right, guys, take care.